0: Hello, and welcome to the Workplace Justice Podcast. This podcast helps to inform and empower you about your rights within the workplace. We cover topics and examples of various matters in employment law, including sexual harassment, pregnancy discrimination, racial discrimination, how the courts define a hostile work environment, whistleblowing, and everything in between. Workplace Justice is brought to you by the New York City employment and civil rights law firm Nassar Law Group. Here are your hosts, Mahir Nassar, Casey Wolnowski, and Jeffrey Rosenberg. Hey
1: everyone, thank you for joining into the Workplace Justice podcast. My name is Meyer Nassar. I'm an employment attorney with the Nassar Law Group, and I am joined today with Jeffrey Rosenberg, and Casey Wonowski. We're going to be discussing today pregnancy rights within the workplace, and we're going to look into how to navigate when you learn of your pregnancy and how you're going to go about dealing with different workplace issues when you're pregnant. Jeff, tell us a little bit about what rights does a pregnant worker have within the workplace?
2: Okay, so there's really two areas that I'd like to touch upon with respect to pregnant employees. One is the, the, the bar against obviously discriminating against pregnant employees, discriminating against an employee based on their pregnancy. And the second area is the forms of leave slash accommodations that a pregnant employee is potentially entitled to. So with respect to discrimination, there is a federal law which was passed in 1978 called the Pregnancy Discrimination Act. And what that did was that amended Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which prohibited discrimination based on gender. And what the Pregnancy Discrimination Act stated was that discriminating against an employee based on pregnancy is nothing more than a form of gender-based discrimination. Obviously, women are the only gender that can become pregnant, so by discriminating against someone who a woman who is pregnant is discriminating against them due to their gender. Now, there are many ways in which an employer can possibly discriminate against an employee due to their pregnancy, whether it being they're harassing them, making jokes about them, either due to their weight gain or due to the fact that they're currently nursing. Whether it's refusing to hire someone because they're pregnant. With this, a lot of employers have this, this unfair and false assumption and belief that pregnant employees can possibly be dedicated to their job, and therefore they decide not to hire them. That is unlawful. You know, what we see a lot are pregnant, an employee notifies their employer of their pregnancy, and the employer says to them, well, you know what, for your own benefit and for the health and safety of your unborn child, I think it's in your best interest to take a leave of absence, And this has nothing to do with, we're not punishing you, but we just think that it's our belief that this isn't a good job for a pregnant employee and you should take this leave of absence. And then when you're, after you give birth and you're ready to return, you can return. Now, a lot of employees think, well, I don't want to take leave, but there's not really much I can do because they're doing it for my own benefit. That's false. That's not true. It is unlawful for an employer to make any decision based on your pregnancy. It's not your employer's job to make the decision as to whether or not it's safe for you to work. That's between you and your doctor, and it's not up to your employee. So even if your employer is, is pretending that they're doing this under the guise of trying to help you, it is still unlawful. It's similar to What we spoke about with race discrimination, disability discrimination, if you feel that you're being discriminated against, if you feel that any decision was made based on your pregnancy, whether it was a failure to hire, a termination, harassment, a forced medical leave, complain about it. Even if you were already fired, send an email to HR after your termination and complain about what, start documenting and start creating a written record as to why you believe whatever the action was, take based on your pregnancy, and you are protected. And then that, after you file that complaint, f- contact an attorney, and an attorney will be able to help you because it is unlawful to discriminate against uh, women in the workplace due to their pregnancy or due to the fact that they recently gave birth.
1: So Casey, what are your thoughts on different forms of leave? Is there a right to maternity leave within New York?
3: Well, when you ask about a right to leave, so whether you have a right to leave is going to depend on a number of things right? So when you say a right to leave, the first law that comes to my mind is the, the Family Medical Leave Act, and that's short version is the FMLA. Now, the FMLA states, at least in some and substance, that somebody who gives birth is entitled to 12 weeks of unpaid leave, okay? Now, that's certainly subject to numerous qualifications that an employee must reach, namely that the employee must work for a certain number of hours for a certain period of time. I believe it is around an average of 24 hours a week for the previous 12 months. I think it's 1,250 hours for the previous 12 months. And of course, one would have to work for 12 months or longer to qualify. If someone fulfills 1,250 hours in a nine-month period, that is insufficient. it have to be for a 12-month period of time. So that's the first thing that comes to mind when people say, are they entitled to leave? Of course, the answer is, as always, it depends. And certainly someone has their job protected during that period of time. Again, it is unpaid leave, but their job is protected. So when they come back from said maternity leave, they can come back at the uh, same position or one that is substantially similar in terms of pay and benefits and responsibilities and so on. Other than that, unfortunately, there are not a lot of federal laws that require an employer to give an employee who is pregnant leave. Now that hopefully changes. There's there's some discussion in Washington about what kind of benefits and what kind of protections are going to give to pregnant women. But at least insofar as federal law is concerned, the FMLA is going to be your best bet if in fact you qualify.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of Title VII, in terms of your rights, and, and Jeff, you kind of touched upon this, Mm -hmm. In terms of when an employee is pregnant, right, first step in that is really making sure that your employer even knows that you're pregnant, right? It's really important to do that in order to kind of qualify for any protected rights, especially if you wanted to show it versus being in a position where they don't even know about it, right? So you can't really show that their actions were motivated in that way by your pregnancy if they don't know. But in terms of starting the process, right, you learn you're pregnant. What should an employee do?
2: I'm actually in advocate of not notifying the employer of your pregnancy until it's necessary. So until you need something, learning that you're pregnant, that's none of your employer's business. You have absolutely no obligation to notify them that you learned you were pregnant. However, if you need anything, so Casey briefly touched on the FMLA. If you're in New York, we actually have family medical leave, which could be paid. So you can also file under that. Similarly, Title VII and the Pregnancy Discrimination Act does not mandate that an employer accommodate an employee's pregnancy. Both the New York City Human Rights Law and the New York State Human Rights Law both dictate that similar to a disabled employee, an employer has an obligation to accommodate That pregnant employee. So as soon as you need anything, if you need an accommodation, if you need to take leave, if you need, and it doesn't necessarily mean an extended leave, maybe you need to go to doctor's appointments to go to the OBGYN. Those are all things that you need to request in writing. You need to explain that it's due to your pregnancy. And again, make sure everything is documented. So in terms of what's the first thing they should do is whatever it is that you need. And it's hard to tell someone exactly what the first thing they should do is. But the most important point to stress is that anything that you need, you make the request in writing so that there is no dispute or ambiguity as to what you're uh, conveying to the employer. You wanna make sure that there is no doubt that you notify the employer of your pregnancy and that's what's gonna be included in the email as well as exactly what you need, whether it's a temporary change in schedule, whether it's a day off, whether it's a leave, whether it's, I mean, just kind of expanding a little bit, whether you just returned from leave, from maternity leave and have to uh, express breast milk, right? have to pump. There are laws that entitle employees to be given private areas to express breast milk, to pump or to nurse if that's feasible, if the baby is close by. But there are a lot of laws in place. The most important thing that you need to make sure that you do is document all of it and request and complain about anything in writing so that there is no dispute as to what the request was.
3: To kind of mention something that Jeff had touched upon is that it comes out of of actually a very famous case called Young against UPS, which went all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, is that if during your pregnancy, if you are undergoing medical treatment or just by virtue of the nature of your pregnancy, that you may need a heavy lifting accommodation or you may need an adjustment to your work, if your work is providing a similar adjustment or a similar accommodation for people who say, for example, as was a UPS case for people who had workplace injuries or for people who had disabilities if you need a an accommodation as they were receiving then you should be entitled to it so if there are complications with one's pregnancy or if there are things that you may need to make your ability to perform the essential functions of your job available you indeed need to talk to your employer when a woman discloses her pregnancy and, and certainly to whom she tells and and what and the timing of that is a very personal decision. We have a lot of women who contact our office who say, I'm two weeks pregnant and I just received word that I had a positive test. I want to tell everyone immediately. That's perfectly fine. That's again, that's, if that's something that somebody wants to do, then by all means. And there's other women who say, I want to wait till the end of the first trimester, or I want to wait until halfway through the second trimester. Or people sometimes say, I don't even want to tell anyone until I'm showing. I would recommend that at some point, some point, you probably a woman will need to tell her employer if for no other reason. I think it's professional and I think it's something that you need to uh, protect yourself so that way when you do go out on leave, that you kind of set the table, so to speak, so that way your employer isn't left kind of holding the bag to the extent that that's possible. Again, some women it it might not be possible, for other women it, it may be, but whenever an employee feels comfortable to alert management and kind of get everything in order so that way it can be somewhat of a seamless transition to the extent possible into maternity leave. And then, of course, once in maternity leave, be to the extent possible and reasonable, communicative with your employer as to when you want to come back and setting up things that you may want to do some work while on maternity leave and when that happens. I mean, I think it's all a matter of good communication with your employer and good employers are going to want to have good communication with their employees. And of course, that's something that has to be felt out by both the employer and the employee, and hopefully they can do it in a constructive way, which makes everything seamless for the woman.
2: And to follow up on that a little bit, it's important to keep in mind disparate treatment. Um, And what I'm referring to is Casey briefly addressed the UPS case. Now, there can be instances where an employee let's say needs um, and a pregnant employee wants to work from home. Under Like we said, under federal law, that employee isn't necessarily entitled to work from home because they're not entitled to an accommodation. However, if the employer is allowing other employees who also aren't entitled to work from home, let's say someone lost their driver's license and they had no way of getting to work and the employer said, okay, that's fine. You can work from home. But the pregnant employee who's asking to work from home isn't allowed to. Now you would say under federal law, and let's say you're not in New York state, you would say, okay, well, I guess I'm not allowed to, I mean, I'm not entitled to it. So there's nothing I can do about it. That's not true. If they are treating you differently than other employees who are not pregnant, then you do have a cause of action and you do have a claim based on pregnancy discrimination. They are treating you differently. They are allowing people with other reasons to work from home. But if you're pregnant, you're not allowed to work from home. So it's very important to keep in mind how you are being treated as compared to other people who are similarly situated to you in the workplace and who are not pregnant and see if there's a a disparate sort of treatment that you can make out.
1: Well, great. That's very informative. You happen to be pregnant within the workplace and you have certain questions about your pregnancy in terms of your workplace rights. Please feel free to reach out to the Nassar Law Group. We'll be happy to speak with you about them and see how we can help you navigate with your employer. This is Mayer Nassar, Casey Wanowski, and Jeff Rosenberg signing off.
0: Thanks for joining us today on the Workplace Justice Podcast. Love this episode? Leave us a review and tell us what you think about our show. If you haven't subscribed yet, head over to iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app to subscribe to our show so you'll never miss a new episode. Need help? Talk to an employment lawyer today. Visit our website at NassarLaw.com or call 212-600-9534 for your free case evaluation. See you in the next episode.